Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope They Hear This podcast. And today, I hope people who listen to Zealand hear this. Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope They Hear This podcast. And today, for the first time, I have multiple guests on, and they are the members of Zealand. I'm very excited about this episode because I've mentioned them before multiple times. Pretty much every time they had a song release, I, I talked about them because. I really enjoy their music, so I'm really happy to have the members of Zealand on today. So, if you guys don't mind, could we go in a circle, introduce ourselves? Hey, I'm Junie, and I'm um, so glad to be here. Thank you for having oh, us. Awesome. This is Stella. <laughs> yeah, this is Jonathan. And this is Ben. And um, there's one additional member who's not here today. He couldn't make it, Daniel Pick. Yep. Um, we. We really hoped he could be here, but we understand everyone has their schedule and things like that. So we'll, we'll get him on next time, next time we do an interview with you guys. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I was hoping that we can just kind of get your story today, guys, because of all the people I know who do music, I feel like you guys are one of the few who produce really high quality music and you guys do oh, it man. really well. And, and not just Appreciate in that. terms of the sound, but the heart behind it, I think is really awesome. So. But before we get into the music and everything, uh, can we just get a little bit more information on you guys individually? What you guys, who you are, what you guys do, how you guys met, kind of the whole spiel. And, and so let, let's just first go through who you are and what you do for your day job. Because you guys aren't like professional musicians, even though your music sounds professional. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you guys, <laughs> it's not your full-time job. So yeah, can we, can we go around and talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so um, I work at, actually, should I say? I'm just kidding. I work at every healthcare <laughs> as a data analyst. Um, that's what I studied through college was information systems. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if that's exactly what I wanted to do, but here I am. <laughs> um, I am a nanny, so I work with kids um, with you know special needs. I also teach and tutor as well. Um, didn't go to school for that until maybe like my fourth or fifth year. No, I studied worship actually um, for three years. Uh, decided that, you know, it's kind of hard. Let me, let me try, to, try to do something that's a little bit different. So um, I remember one summer I came back home from school and my mom was like, you need a summer job. Mm. I was like, I'm not working at the cleaners. It's hot. So I decided to apply to this um, daycare center that was right down the street. I ended up falling in love with teaching and kids, and then I switched my major to education. So, yeah, that's, that's awesome. what I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for me, uh, actually kind of in the same boat, um, went to college for something completely not what I do now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my day job, I'm a product manager at a software company. Um, yeah, a team of developers building apps for real estate agents. And uh, yeah, I love it. And you studied biology in college, right? Yeah. So yeah, I was very different. So. I was a biology major looking to go into dental school. Uh, he has a song about that, by the way. Oh, yeah? <laughs> biology. <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah, and then after that, I, I actually studied worship for a year as well. Um, and then, yeah, I was leading at a church. Uh, but, yeah, now I'm a so- 
Yeah. Product manager, I love it. I am a physical therapist. Mm. Um, I work at a regular physio. Okay. It's uh, one of the physical therapy chains. And uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, I've, and I've seen it firsthand. Near the Super on the day of the Super Bowl, I tried doing an Ollie on a skateboard, which I shouldn't have done. <laughs> and I, I sprained my ankle pretty badly. And the week after, we, we went to a ski trip, and Ben was there to help me. I, I couldn't ski because of that, but Ben helped me with uh, rapping yeah, and I making it feel better. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, your ankle was so swollen. So it was funny because I thought that it was a normal amount of uh, swelling. And my wife no. said, that, that's not normal. And I was like, you don't know. How would you know? And Ben was like, that's not normal. Like, oh, okay, it's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, now that we know your day job, can, do you guys have specific roles in, within Zealand? Like, is there, I don't know, someone who exclusively plays guitar and does vocals or, or anything like that? Or are you guys more free-flowing with shared roles? Yeah, I, I, I feel like... The weird thing is a lot of us play multiple instruments yeah. um like juni has played literally i think everything oh wow um, he's even done some of the drum tracks i think with his fingers but no i mean like ben's produced some stuff um like i i think everyone's literally done more than just kind of one thing i don't know you guys can maybe add in yeah, I think um, we are kind of like a free-flowing. Mm-hmm. Like, we try to create a free-flowing atmosphere. <laughs> and I think it really limits uh, the creativity if we have roles. Assigned like, roles, okay. Like, yeah, I play the drums, but that doesn't mean Jonathan, Stella, or Junie, or even Pede can think of a drum beat for a song right especially if if one of these guys are going to write a song then they want to capture some sort of a feel of the song Mm -hmm. then they're probably going to have the most best understanding of the direction of the song so that shouldn't limit them to create like a drum beat or a synth line or something like that so um yeah it's it's hard to say that Mm. We have specific roles when we create songs. Different story when it comes to like actual recording. Right. But yeah. when hmm. when we're in the creative process and, and producing and songwriting, yeah, we really don't have specific roles. It's more of like right, yeah, we all kinda like throw our hands in together and it's just like, Hey, what do you think about this? Or hmm. what do you think about that? So So you guys aren't really territorial in the sense that we're writing a new song. I'm the drum guy, so you can't touch the drum <laughs> yeah. line, right? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But so you mentioned that during the recording process, though, you do have kind of more set roles. Is that correct? correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're very limited by the gear that we have. So <laughs> if, you, if you have the laptop that has the most like power, you will probably be the one driving most of oh, okay. the recording <laughs> sessions. And okay. most of the time, that ends up being Ben or me. <laughs> uh, because you get more accustomed to the software, too, to record. And you mm-hmm. can use different techniques to um, help that person who is being recorded. And mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of times that comes with actually be really encouraging I think we spend more in time c- encouraging one another in the recording room, in the actual recording because like 
I think one of the things that uh, when you record, you realize how imperfect your ability is <laughs> and the way it really changes the way you listen to music too mm. because you'll pick apart every little thing mm. so um, yeah I would say Roy Stella is the best singer mm. hands down without oh, um, for sure oh yeah no for sure without question um, for sure girl can sing um, and then um I would say I mean yeah recording wise only Ben and Payday can do what they do because they're just so good mm. um, so Ben Drums, payday, is it electric guitar? Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then whoever else is available that day, we'll just do whatever we can mm. and make do with what we <laughs> have. <Yeah. laughs> oh, that's awesome that you guys have that kind of shared ability skill set so that every like people can take on different roles. That's yeah. great. Oh, okay. So how, how did you guys meet each other? Because it, <laughs> it sounds like you guys are all very musically talented. And yeah. so... It couldn't have been easy to gather all you guys into a, a <laughs> single band, right? How, how did that happen? Um, yeah, so we all come from this magical city called Marietta. <laughs> <laughs> or Kennesaw and everything in between. Just East Cop. Yeah, East Cop, <laughs> west, west side of Atlanta. Um, and so all of us, we grew up uh, in East Cobb, which there aren't... Uh, as many Koreans here mm. and so you just tend to kind of know almost all the Koreans that are that are around um, there was really only like three four churches and all of them you know like none of them were huge like the east side has like some huge churches all of ours were you know like I was from there yeah that's true yeah, I grew, well I lived in like Marietta but yeah you lived yeah, in Marietta but you were to to live. yeah um, but uh, Ben Payday and I, uh, we went to Bethany. So we actually played for a really, really long time. Um, we all knew a Chuni. No, like, not I. We we all knew a Chuni because did he have uh, a reputation? No, uh, he was he was the worship leader. So we were we were leading worship at Bethany. He was <laughs> leading worship at LM at the time. Um, was it like a was it like a rivalry thing? For me, it was. It's pretty <laughs> interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I think there's something. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's funny because, like, I knew Achuni. I think we had talked a few times, but uh, I didn't really get to know him until later when uh, we went to Four Points, uh, mm. when that was first getting planted, and uh, Pastor Peter was like, hey, do you want to come lead worship? I was like, man, who who could we put together as a team to really be, you know, the most excellent team? And so I actually called Achuni, and we, like, met at a random Cheeseburger Bobby's. <laughs> like, hey, yep. do no. you want to do this? <laughs> um, so, do you remember when this was? 2012? 11. No, 2011. You, you gotta talk about like way back before when Ignite was happening. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. way, way long time ago, yeah. uh, in like 20, 2008? I want to say it was 2008. Yeah, I remember you were doing Ignite yeah. with, uh, yeah. what was it? So the Ignite team, we yeah, we had an Ignite team. That was a conference back then. We had a worship team. Uh, ben and I were doing that. And then Payday, that was his first break. Mm-hmm. And sixth grade. He, sixth grade, yeah. We were like, oh, hey, wow. come up and play. Mm. And he was not good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but because he played like that summer, he probably became like one of the best electric guitarists um, that I know. Mm. But Stella was... I came in the picture. I yeah. was leading worship at uh, AKBC in Duluth. Okay. Um, my pastor at the time was like, hey, 
no, I know this guy. I think this would be a great opportunity, great experience. I was like, all right. So yeah. it wasn't. It was near my house, mm. which was a better commute <laughs> than you know going um, to Duluth. But I remember I literally loved it. Mm. And then yeah. No, yeah, for sure. And then like, I think you were going away mm-hmm. for what? Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was in Australia. Australia. Yeah. So I remember I was in college this one year. <laughs> and now I had to take on the role, like, okay, lead vocals. I can't do this by myself, mm. you know? like. So I remember it was probably, like, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. I was sitting in my dorm room with a lamp on. I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Who am I going to call? I don't know anyone. And I remember, I think it was Ben, he was like, I know a guy. Oh. <laughs> I know a guy, and I was like, all right, uh, you, do you know any more information about him? And then it ended up being Junie. I remember calling him. I never met this person, <laughs> never heard of this guy before. Uh-huh. And I was just like, hey, look, you know, <laughs> we need you. So basically, Junie said yes to oh, Ignite. Cool. And then, yeah. So, so your history kind of goes back all the way to 2008? Is that yeah? So cool. like him, two thousand two. Her, what two thousand eight, something like that. And then yeah, I've known okay. Junie for a while. What were you gonna say? Yeah, so I was gonna say like so we had all grown up in the worship team culture at our churches, and so like mm-hmm. I had always heard of Jonathan. I've seen them play, and they're like fantastic and amazing. But um, as we were getting older, and then when the night thing happened. Um, and then we transitioned to four points of the church. We played at a lot of retreats within a two-year span. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the idea of Zealand wasn't there yet, but we had always played together. Mm. And so we had, we had a talk one year. I don't know why, but I think it was pressing in all of us. Like, hey, what if we actually took what we did a little bit more seriously and played with excellence? Like, I mm-hmm. wonder what could God do then? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think the status quo at that time was very let's just show up to church and we'll do what we can and you know that's it and but for us I think we had grown up in it for so long and wanted to see God do so much more and um, I think so inspired by the worship music that was happening at that time that we were like hey it would be cool like if we could be that for our community and Mm. really inspire the kids because I think we all had a a big brother big sister figure when we were coming coming up in church that really inspired us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so after that moment, we had like a band, a group talk, and for some reason, after that, that's when we started getting it like asked to play at a lot of places. And okay. God, with God, was using um, that heart of excellence in us, and so that was like really how we formulated and thought through Zealand. And then the name of Zealand actually didn't come up till we we're like eating Iron Age. And I think somebody said New, I think Jonathan said New Zealand. I was like, what do you guys think about Zealand? And then oh. just, we just did that. Wait, so just just so I can get the timeline straight. When you were having that conversation about forming Zealand before you knew it was called Zealand, what do you remember what year that was? That was probably 2012. 2012, yeah. wow. So yeah. you guys have known each other for a really long time, and you mentioned earlier with uh, Daniel Payday that he wasn't that good when he first played with you guys. Oh, yeah. No. So <laughs> it's, it sounds like you guys... None of us were good. It sounds like... You guys, it's not that you guys were individually good and you guys found each other, but you just found each other and you guys kind of cultivated your skills together. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, I think, I think for, yeah, I think, uh, there was a certain point that individually we all got to, I think there's like a status quo, Mm -hmm. uh, but I think when we got to four points and we started playing at like 
event mm-hmm. is when I think we grew a lot together. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I got pushed a lot more being at four points and having to work with them, you know, week in and week out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think there was a different level of excellence there than probably in any other setting. Um, we, we played really well at other retreats and stuff, uh, but technically and all that stuff, I think that's when a lot of that was. But kind of to add a little bit to Juni, mm-hmm. um, like not, not as a humble brag or anything like that, but one of the things that I think really captures the heartbeat behind uh, kind of what we did back then and you know even in Zealand now um, we played at a lot of random retreats for random churches mm-hmm. who didn't have worship teams uh, I think one time like we, we went up to like South Carolina to a church that just didn't have a worship team and put something together for them uh, we did like Myrtle Beach Panama City uh, there was like a synod I think somewhere in there um, KCYC uh, there was just a lot of places that we went um, and a lot of times, I think, when you have a skill set or a service, mm-hmm. it's always like, what value can I get back? Uh, how much can you pay me? Or what can you do for me? Uh, but one of the things that, you know, I, is really special about all these guys mm-hmm. is a lot of those things, it was like, like the South Carolina thing, it was completely out of our pocket. And then we paid for like the stuff there. And we took care of all the kids there. And, oh, wow. Um, like KCYC, even there, I think, uh, and, and this is really not a humble, I, I just really think it captures the heart. Like at that time when we were growing, it was more about what could we do for the community mm. um, than kind of what what is our value prop and what can we get for this and how can we barter our trade. And, you know, I think it's different once we start writing music and things like that. I think there's, you know, like, something different about that but at that time Mm -hmm. I think the reason why we're at where we are is because all of us just wanted to serve and we just wanted to serve the community and that's why we ended up doing a lot of retreats and that's why we ended up playing at a lot of places Mm -hmm. um yeah I don't know that's okay so just to kind of recap I I just want to paint a clear timeline for for the listeners <laughs> no no not that you guys didn't do a good job no 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 no. it's um because i kind of think of your release of in this moment as kind of a culmination because uh, i mean that, that's is that the first set of music that you guys released as zealand is that yes, correct officially yeah. officially, officially right officially. <laughs> yeah so it, it wasn't that you guys met in 2019 and said hey let's throw some songs together and release it it was you guys have an extensive history of playing together and cultivating your skill set before you got to this point, right? Mm. I want to make that abundantly clear because I know people out there who are aspiring musicians, it doesn't just happen overnight. It happens over an extensive history. It it happens after a lot of shared experiences, doing a lot of things together, right? So I just want to make that clear because I know people will see Zealand and listen to your music and say, oh, they're great. But if they don't know the history behind how you guys got there, I think it kind of, mm. it's not as full right, when they listen to your music. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, and we talked, we touched a little bit on how you guys all have your own personal lives. Jonathan, you're married. Yeah. And, I mean, you guys are all dating. I don't know how close you guys are to engagement. Hey. But, uh, <laughs> we'll talk <laughs> about that. Out. I like it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I mean, you guys all have your own, own lives, right? So what motivates you to, I mean, even for this podcast today, 
What motivated you to wake up early on a Saturday morning to gather and, and record this podcast? And for when you guys are recording music, what what's that driving factor and driving motive in setting aside time and scheduling these these uh, communal experiences or recording sessions? I'll say one little thing. Mm-hmm. These two, uh, Ben and Chuni, uh-huh. I guess people can't see me pointing <laughs> on a podcast. Uh, Chuni and Ben, they probably sacrifice more time. Like people will never know how much time that they put mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Yeah, because they have the nicest computers with mm-hmm. the recording software on it. But at the same time, like they put in probably an exorbitant amount of time. More not 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 that none of us do, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to like put that in as as you're asking the question because wow. they sacrifice like an extreme amount of time mm-hmm. um, and in this moment probably wouldn't have happened if they didn't put in the time wow yeah so let's start with you guys then what what motivates you guys to put in all this extra effort and time into this I, I guess we'll call it this uh, endeavor called Zealand Chini is thinking right now <laughs> I think okay Ben we'll talk <laughs> <laughs> I think it just comes from within the heart within mm. yourself like I think that's first and foremost like just comes from straight passion mm. um, you know if if you love what you do and or anything if you love anything and you're going to make time for it you're going to sacrifice some things for mm. it um, I think that's on a personal level for me Mm. um two it's uh it's the it's the time of fellowship together i Mm. think that's number two for me um because yeah like some some days like we'll be in the vocal like doing vocal tracks and take all day for like 30 seconds (laughs) of a song and it's just like it's brutal Mm. um but it's fun mm. and we have good hangs like I can't think of any day where I regret spending six hours for like one little yell at the, top, <laughs> at the finish of a song um, and third it's like like we believe um, in, in what we're trying to create and produce mm. out there mm. and so with that you have to almost spend the time mm. um, in order to like make it count and we believe in excellence and so um, that's something like it's almost a standard mm. and it almost doesn't sit right if we can just like there's, there's been Saturdays where it's like you know we'll just have a rest day and it just feels so weird mm. um, but it's also really good too at the same time but yeah I think it's mostly, or the third, it's just something we believe in and we want to um, have an avenue for people to be blessed. Mm. That's the bottom line, yeah. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I think for me too, I just want to really give a voice to our story and to a lot of people's stories in our community. Because mm. I think, um, especially when it comes to music, it's 
one of those things that allows people of different backgrounds, whatever, wherever you're coming from, to really connect with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we when we write, we try to intentionally write from stories of people, whether in our own lives or people that we know that struggle with whatever sort of lifestyle that comes from, especially coming from an immigrant back, background, mm-hmm. um, and trying to find your voice. Because I think, for the most part, a lot of us grew up thinking our voice doesn't really matter or or it doesn't have any influence or wondering if we could actually make a difference um, in our community. Mm. And for us, I think, and I know for myself especially, like I think that's what really pushes me because I would hate if somebody who grew up in church, especially because I think like in our community, Asian American community, I think so much good music is coming out right now, it almost feels like we're going through some sort of renaissance. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like the renaissance for the Asian American community, and I don't know, I don't know, it probably happened out west a lot earlier, but I feel like we're just now experiencing that renaissance. Mm-hmm. But like, when I think about it for me, I was like, hey, I want to give voice in our community to what God has to say about a lot of things. Right. Um, because at the end of the day, I think if we're not connecting with Him to figure out you know where we are who we are and all the things that we fight for to give voice for like we don't really have anything to say at, mm-hmm. the, at the end of the day um and i want people to see too that like hey like worship music can like it is definitely needs to be spirit-filled but it can also be cool quote-unquote mm-hmm. cool or whatever you know yeah, like, right. um we don't we try not to follow the typical cookie cutter um layout of like worship music like mm-hmm. we just like something you can listen to um something you can connect with that sounds familiar um and yeah i mean for me that's what I, that's what i think of but yeah mm-hmm. anyone want to add to that um yeah i mean so for me i like if i'm being like brutally honest i i probably am the least available uh, mm-hmm. probably because I'm married yeah. um, and all that kind of stuff but uh, for me I think what motivates me is like that there had to have been a reason uh, that God put all of us in worship and all of us grew up in that culture mm-hmm. uh, I I really think there's something special um, and, and we heard it a lot even when we played in retreats and stuff but I think there's there's a special story to tell and a special um, yeah like a voice like Juni said mm. um, to hey when you're like David in the middle of nowhere putting in all this work that no one will ever see um, and the day he becomes king everyone will see like the crown but I think the, the, the real story behind all this is the years of faithfulness that, like, coming to church on a Friday after church, or I mean after school, mm. to put in the work, do Friday night, show up on Saturday, practice Saturday, play on Sunday, still hang out with everybody, run Bible studies, like, all of that stuff, like putting in the summer hours for retreats, um, practicing hours and hours, not because we want to get the song right, mm. but just because we loved being in worship, like that's I don't know that like all of where we are now I think is really you know a testament to all of that Mm -hmm. and I think for me whenever 
you know, like I get a Saturday to go in and put a little work in, like doing some vocals or anything else. Um, like the motivation behind all that is, man, like God can do so much when you're faithful with even the small things that he puts in your hands. Mm. And yeah, like I just want to be faithful with that because I like even the little bit of faithfulness that I've been able to put into it, God's already done like so much. And you know, there's that, that really motivates me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. They kind of covered everything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now I was just looking at Stella to see if she wanted to add anything to that. But man, that's, that's really great. I, I in the motive, I heard a lot of what your heart is behind your music, but, and I want to ask that question specifically. What is the heart behind your music? But before we jump into that just yet, I, I realized that I don't think I asked explicitly, what does Zealand mean? Why, why are you guys called Zealand? Man, take it away, bro. That was all you. <laughs> um, so... Wait, wait, just, just before. So, yeah. guys, it's not Zealand spelled like New Zealand. It's Z-L-N-D. So, yeah. for a long time, I was pondering, <laughs> is it an acronym? Like, what could yeah. it possibly mean? So, yeah. So, Zealand, it is an acronym. Yeah. Uh, it stands for Zeal, Love, Never, Die. Um, oh, okay. So, it's, uh, there's, like, a whole, like, thing underneath it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think... I mean, well, one, we thought of the name because it was like, whoa, that's a cool name. One, I always, like, we like, you know, we all like nature and New Zealand is, mm. like, kind of depicts that. So mm-hmm. we were like, okay, like, we want to, like, capture something beautiful. Yeah. Um, but it also sounds really cool. I mean, oh, yeah, that's just, sure. like, flat line honest. And, um, but, uh, so, the... The name Zealand, we, if if I'm honest, we kind of just like took out all the vowels, <laughs> and um, and we we thought of the name Zeal Love Never Die, and we we're just like we're all really sold on it. Mm. Um, but I think uh, Zealand is something. It's a it's kind of a play on words when you have zeal and and land with something like we all have a zeal and a passion for the Lord mm. and I think because of our history we know what kind of like atmosphere and through through God obviously like we can create mm. and we want to create a space a land for for people to express their worship and their passion for the Lord mm. through the music so I think that's kind of how we thought of the name too okay. and um it also stands for um something that like like we've mentioned before it's a it's a friendship mm. that we can have for each other that's the zeal and the love between all of us um and also uh we believe like if you have zeal and love you know there's you'll never die yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean to put it cheesily <clears throat> right cheesy that way but if you embrace those um experiencing it firsthand from from jesus Mm. like you can find the road to life right and less to death Mm. um and death as in like not like oh like i'm physically dying but more like you know you'll never grow lost Mm. or 
or never, like never, like not never, but uh, <laughs> um, you can never find those times where you're lost in a season or like right. growing anxious in times. Um, so I think if you embrace those, those two things, mm. in my honest opinion, um, you can really lead to something that's like find meaning to your life. So, yeah. Man, that's awesome. That's so many levels, <laughs> so many levels to it. I, I love it. And I, I like, especially I like the never die, your the zeal love never die part because it's, it's demonstrated in your long lasting relationship with each other. So it, it doesn't sound like uh, we just came up with it kind of name. There's actual demonstrated characteristics in that name that represent you guys. So I think that's, that's really awesome. You say so, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And so then I, I want to ask, I want to start kind of getting into your music specifically and ask you guys to articulate. I, I feel like you guys have already a little bit in the other questions, but to articulate the heart behind the music, let's get specific to the songs that you've released so far. We'll go with the first in this moment. What, what is re- really the heart behind that? And what do you hope the listeners take away from that? So initially that song, I just had an idea about long suffering and what that means to wait in a season that seems very dry and um, kind of when you get disillusioned, you kind of say like, man, nothing's nothing's new under the sun. Everything is bland. Mm. I don't feel like I'm living kind of song. And I think like a lot of that is rooted in anxiety that people feel that kind of disconnects them from connecting with other people or with God. And um, so it, it, this song actually took a while to put out because I like started it and then I let it go on a break really. Mm-hmm. But I was able to finally find the words once I tore my Achilles. Oh. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I couldn't, <laughs> I literally couldn't walk, right? Uh-huh. And for me, the image that I had was that, like, when God says, don't lean on your own understanding, I literally couldn't lean on myself kind wow. of thing. So um, during that season of my life, I was really disillusioned. Like, man, is there any point? Because I, I couldn't do anything for two months. I couldn't mm-hmm. walk. Um, and learning to walk again was very difficult. And so in that season, I was having to learn how to wait and be patient with myself, but also to just like, hearing from God. And in that season... Um, I think people get really discouraged in those seasons where it feels like you're not hearing or um, from God or you feel like nothing's moving in your life. Mm. And for me, that season fighting through anxiety and I guess the evil inner voice that we all have sometimes that speaks negatively to you. Mm. Um, And just saying like, hey, though I'm fighting through that, God, I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to wait for you to breathe on my situation. And... um, I'm not gonna wait. Like, I'm not gonna wait for it to go any longer. I'm just gonna sit here and wait for you. And, I, and that sounds like contradictory, but like, I think a lot of times we try to do things out of our own action, but really what God is saying is like, I'm just gonna, I want you to wait here. Mm. And sometimes we wait on waiting. I know that's kind of a weird way to say because we feel like we have to keep doing stuff. Right, right, no. Um, I get it. And so that's what we want. Well, that's what I hope people get out of it is that, like, hey, like, um, the fight that you feel on the inside, that voice, um, that disillusionment, that anxiety, that depression, um, just keep fighting, keep waiting on God. Um, 
it'll definitely come through and speak on it. And when it does, I, and I think like kind of like how the song ends, it'll come like a flood and like an eruption, mm. and it's gonna smack you in the face. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so did you write the words to that song? So I I wrote most of the verses. Actually, I wrote all the verses <laughs> in the pre-chorus, and then my good friend Esther. Uh huh. Uh, Simple plug, she has an EP too, so go check that out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Shout so, out. So what's that EP called? Let's give her I a think shout Before out. I Sleep. Okay. Yes, Esther, Esther, Esther Yoon. Esther Yoon. Yes. Before I Sleep? Before I Sleep. Go check her out. Yes. <laughs> go check her out. Okay. But yeah, she's a really good friend of ours, and uh, so I had the melodies for the whole song set in place, and I was like, hey, just see what you could do with this. Mm-hmm. And uh, she sent me back some ideas, and then she landed on that chorus. Um, and it just felt right. It just mm. felt perfect. Mm. And that's funny because like it's she, we had that initial idea, but then I still wasn't able to get the verses out until way later. Okay. So it, it was a process because for me, I don't want to throw down typical words that you hear mm. like in songs. Like it can feel it, it can kind of feel tiresome, like mm. a tired song. I would say so. Like we want to like give like authentic words that speak to our situation. So yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And just to add a little color to your Achilles injury. I remember you were a groomsman at Jonathan's wedding and you had to walk down the aisle. <laughs> yes. Or, it actually cats, happened or... at my bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually my fault. Yes. Oh, sorry. No. Um, yeah, I did have to walk down that um, the aisle. Everybody claps for me more than they clap for me. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. But if it wasn't for him, I would not be with my wife. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, it's That's worth true. it. The, the trade was true. worth it? Okay. <laughs> Are any, anyone else want to speak on in, in this moment? Because I know, Stella, you, you were kind of the main vocal of that song, right? Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah. Um, honestly, In This Moment was the hardest song I have ever sung. Just oh, because, wow. like, my range, you know, it's... <laughs> It doesn't go super high. So. She thinks that she can. Yeah. <laughs> and she, she, the, yeah. she and can. the chorus, mm. especially the chorus and that little... Um, change mm-hmm. in the bridge that was extremely hard um, I struggled with that the most and I remember being in 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 the moment I remember like just feeling so defeated mm. like I feel like I felt like since I wasn't getting the notes right um, because I'm recording you got to be technical right. I just felt like uh, I just let everyone down you know mm. um, but I remember, like, so we recorded it <laughs> in a closet. Which is how we normally do it. I've been in many bathrooms. <laughs> Recording um, secrets. Yeah, but I remember <clears throat> being in there. Um, Jeannie was just like, you know, turn the lights off. Kind of um, feel it out, be in the moment. And I just remember, like, I took a deep breath. And I was just like, you know, God, um, I really need you because mm. I can't do this on my own. Mm. And um, it's just all of a sudden, like, I understood the song oh, wow. and where it was going and how I could put, um, just how I can do my best. Flavor and, on it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which was hard because, like, I normally don't. I'm a very shy person when it comes to like singing in front of people, especially like recording. Like, that's nerve-wracking. Mm. So I had to set all that aside, and um, yeah, I mean, like you know, it started to 
form into something that it is now. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was. It took a lot, physically and mentally. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it took a lot. I'd say that the challenge with songwriting for us is when one of us brings a song, mm. like casting the vision for what we want to go for, has always been a challenge because like, what is it? What is he trying to do? But then <laughs> once we finally uh, paint the whole thing yeah. and build the demo. And then we're like, oh, so like sometimes when she's singing, we're like, just just be patient, like, <laughs> just wait, it's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's like, I think that's one of the things where that we've had to learn to do along the way too. Is like, even though like we're trying to like the person who writes the song typically is the one to kind of pioneer the song mm-hmm. because they they hear the music in their head and they can tell the whole story. But like getting everybody else to hear that too, um, from. Um, heartbeat of the song to the musical aspect of the song is a, is a big challenge um, and I think that's when it connected for her and so oh, it was like wow. boom yeah and I, re- <clears throat> I remember when we listened to it we were all like what we're all so giddy like yeah. so like amped up I think we literally shit. jumped out of yeah. our seats <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah it was I mean yeah I think that's why we we kind of like pick and choose like because you know like Jonathan could have sang this song mm. um, but I think we we know each other right so well that like it's just like I think like you can really like juice this song up um, to the umph level mm. and it's just like yeah we're all like so giddy one because like I mean I think we wanted to capture that feel but two it was like it was a victory for Stella and right. we were just yeah. like trying yeah. to like so amped for that too wow so that's great because you know I'm really glad I heard that and you guys told that story because the climax of when it like <clears throat> kind of like rises up that part is my favorite part of that song mm-hmm. and to know that there's that kind of story behind it it makes it even better I remember just like at that moment I was like Jesus you know that song like Jesus take the yeah. it was literally that moment <laughs> where I was just like, like just take it you know wow. and I remember like it was like a an ex- whole crazy experience that I was experiencing in the dark in the mm. closet you know mm. um, where literally like I felt like the Holy Spirit was like in me wow. um, and it was you know it was it was amazing I will never forget that experience that's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. And, oh, sorry. I'm just gonna add one more thing yeah, about yeah. this moment, um, or any any part of song. Like I think, uh, we we have stories behind our songs, and we have everything is kind of detailed, like laid out mm-hmm. in each song. In it's very purpose purposeful, um, but a lot of the songs is is we try to capture a feel the feel of a song that's what we always say mm-hmm. um and uh i think everything from the from the top of the song to the end is is very detailed in in the songs that we create mm-hmm. whether it's like a, a certain note that people will hit or from like a drum beat um every time you know one of these guys brings us me and daniel the musicians mm-hmm. But for the most part, we're always like, how do you want to capture it? Like, what emotion are you trying to bring? Mm. Or, um, so, so it's not just the technical aspect, yeah. but the emotional side of it too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the listeners can feel it too when they listen to it. 
um, in this moment you can definitely feel the emotion that goes behind it as well but yeah so for me as a listener my favorite part of the song is there's I remember I was having a conversation with someone at our at my church I think it was Alan who's a part of our, our praise team and he said when in this moment came out he said oh, have you heard in this moment by Vizelin I was like yeah it's, it's, I really like it and he goes but did you hear it with headphones? And I said, no, does that make a difference? And he said, yeah, go do it tonight. And I remember I went home to listen to it with my earphones. And there's that part with the drums where it goes like, it like pans from the right to the left. <laughs> I got goosebumps. <laughs> Whoa, this is a totally different experience. So it was, it was surprising to me because that to me as a just casual listener of music, that's a detail that seems so meticulous and so planned out and I really appreciated that 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 added an extra level of of just Definitely. awesomeness to that song. So yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That is amazing. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then let's move on to the your latest release. I believe it came out two weeks ago, a week ago? July fifth. July fifth. Two weeks ago. Yeah so yeah. two weeks ago you guys released the song Come parentheses behold. So you, you guys want to talk about the heart behind that song and, and what you guys hope uh, people take away from it? Yeah, uh, that song actually, there was a so season where, story. yeah, <laughs> there was a season where like Chuni and I, we were living together in uh, like a perimeter area mm-hmm. and he always just had his like keyboard set up and you know, we were writing a lot it's of like music. It's like facing the window. Yeah. Okay. And so it was like raining that day. <laughs> we were feeling some type of way. <laughs> um, but the crazy thing is a lot of times like we put a lot of work and a lot of time into picking the right words and how do we make everything fit but the first verse of come Mm -hmm. literally on the spot in the moment all of it just came out all at once wow uh not really thinking through it not thinking what are the right words or how do we put this together uh i think i forget what it was i think you were just like playing the keys and then you, he was just playing like a one three four like he was just playing like the chords mm. and then the whole first verse just came out and then Judy literally turned around like record that record what you just said <laughs> like don't forget it uh-huh. um, that's one thing I'll do if I just hear anything mm. I'll be like record it now yeah. then I'll be like <laughs> record it now <laughs> uh-huh. and so he was like record it and so um uh, yeah, we put the first verse down, and then I think over the next, like, hour or so, Chuni put the chorus into it, mm. and so the whole, like, verse-chorus of Come, it literally came, like, it's in, like, place. A, yeah. yeah, in the same place, in that moment, totally top to bottom, um, and, yeah, it was really special, because I, I had never, I'm not like that, I, I'm very, like, uh, I'll I'll try really hard to pick the right word or like, mm. and I, I'm not I, I I don't work that way. Mm. But it just came all out that way. And so, yeah. If you want to add on, yeah, to I was that. gonna say like right before we were playing though, he was like, dude, I feel like there needs to be a song for people who feel like they can't come to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember you, know, that. you want to you want to talk more on that? Yeah, you, no. you go for it. Yeah, yeah. So he had the initial heart for the song, yeah, like. Yeah. I just started playing, and he was like, I like this. And I was like, that's, where, that's where I went, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, it's, just been, it's just been on my heart uh, ever since I was in high school uh, with Ignite, uh, Everest now, Four Points. Um, 
I just, there's a lot of friends and a lot of people that, you know, uh, that I'm around, mm. uh, that they sometimes I think feel like I need to get my life in order and then I can come to Jesus. Mm. Uh, whereas like the way it works is you come like just as you are in the middle of all your sin, in the middle of everything that's broken about you. And then Jesus loves you right there. And then because he loves you, everything starts to change. Mm. And the thing is, I feel like a lot of times people are like, I can't come to Jesus because I'm not, I'm not there yet. I can't show up to church because I'm not clean yet. I'm not like, there's so much messed up in me. Whereas like Jesus will meet you in the middle of a club. Like Jesus will meet you in the middle of like you drinking way too much. Like he'll meet you wherever you are and then he'll love you right there. And because he loves you right there, it changes everything Mm -hmm. from the inside out. And, you know, a lot of times when I talk to like my friends and I'm like, hey, you should come to church. Or, hey, like, how about you come to the, this thing that we're doing at Everest or this worship night? It's like, ah, no, man, like, I'm not really in that place. Or, and, and, and for me, like, at a, at a heart place, ever since I was in high school, like, that killed me. Because yeah. I'm like, dude, that's not the, me-. like, the message is exactly where you are. That's where Jesus loves you. Yeah. And if you can yeah. accept it there. <clears throat> then behold and and the rest of that end part comes through because it's like that's what changes not you like i'm gonna make something happen you know Mm. because that's the whole gospel like you can't like we're broken and there's nothing that we can do in it of ourselves to make it there wow and so that whole song the heartbeat behind heartbeat behind it was like you say come like just Wherever we are, no matter what you've done, um, no matter where you've been, still you say come. Mm-hmm. Like those words are, you know, like kind of really, really like embedded into, you know, my heart for decades now. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and like, and as we continue to write the song, I think we were trying to figure out how, how do we develop this idea a little bit more because. It's a very simplistic lyrical song, and the nature of the song is very like, it's not too synthetic. It's very full bandy, organic sounding. Mm. Um, so we were, I was thinking like, what do, how do we convey this next part? Because I think what I want people to understand is that like, I think at times and seasons of life, we always have that voice that says whether you believe it's your conscience or it's God, and you're like, it's like, come a little bit closer, or um. hey, like I, like, just come. Come go to church or something like that, or right. hang out with these people or something like read your Bible. We all have that voice that's kind of pulling us closer to that, and um, I think a lot of people are intimidated to come to Christ, whether it's because of their experience of church or just church people. Um, but I think the funny part is all along those times you feel like you're coming to Christ, like He also has a promise that He'll come closer to you, and that's what we wanted to say in that bridge. Mm. Is that like hey, um, as much as you're fighting to come close and that surrender that you're making, like, I'm, I'm, he's right there with you. Mm. And so, um, and if you just move your eyes up and fix your eyes up a little bit higher, you'll see that. And so, yeah, right. that's what we really want people to see. Yeah. Wow. That's deep. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing I noticed, just in terms of the music, the feel of in this moment and come, I felt were very different. Right, because come felt more, 
I want to say mellow. I don't know if that's the right word. And in this moment, really just felt more hype. And well, I mean, is that, is that accurate? <laughs> yeah. Is that accurate? Intense. I mean, yeah, I guess. Like climactic. Even? Right. Yeah. yeah climactic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the word. Yeah. 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 I think like. So we, we, we've worked on a lot of songs, some that will never see the daylight <laughs> ever. Like there are some songs that are so bad that we like think of like two in the morning. And then when we come back, it's like, this is the worst piece of trash. <laughs> um, but all of the songs that like even the stuff we're working on now, I feel like all of them have a different sound. Mm. Um, and I think that's one of the unique things. I think sometimes, you know, there are people who really find their sound. Mm. Like if I hear a Coldplay song, I know it's Coldplay. Or if I hear like, you know, a Bruno Mars song, I know it's Bruno Mars right. type thing. Um, but for us, because the songs are coming from different people, from different, mm. you know, it's not like a different this person even. writes everything or because it's kind of all of us, there, there's always this difference in every song and it's almost, you know, unique, mm. uh, which, you know, is really different from pop culture. Pop culture is like, people like this. People like this beat. People like the sound. We'll just rinse and repeat a million times until they get tired of it. Mm. Um, I feel like that's one of the unique things, you know, that I think we at least strive to do. Yeah, I think it's important. I think, like, our favorite artist does that than anybody else. <laughs> like, like, who, who is your favorite artist? I can't say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you know me, you know. I'm just kidding. Um, but it's he's still not Song United. <laughs> um, I think, like, I think there's so much to God and his character that you can't sum it up in one sound. Mm, yeah. Um, and I think what's cool about worship music, I, it's just music in general, like, the lyrics and the music have to work together. Right, yeah. And if they don't, like, you can't force... I think for us, we never want to force something out of its original character. Mm. And so, like, every song has its own identity, mm. and it has to embrace that identity. Mm. And um, I think that's part of the fun, because it challenges us to think differently. Because, like, I think, what if we just go big on every song? Which I love. I love <laughs> when everything is climactic and 100%, <laughs> like... Um, but I understand, like, every song needs to speak to a different circumstance that you right. might be walking through. Right. So, like, yeah, that's kind of part of that. And I think it's important for the message of the song to be relayed effectively for the lyrics and the sound to match. Because you guys know the song, uh, Hey, hey Yeah, by, uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Outcast? Outcast? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't know for the longest time. That's, that's about, like, breaking, like, lost love, almost. Like, love being withered away. But the sound of it is... It's so hype and like yeah, so yeah. happy that you know, I don't think a lot of people knew. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's, you listen to the song; it's probably it's a really popular song, but not a lot of people realize the actual meaning behind it because they were conflicting, right? The lyrics and the actual sound. They probably did it on purpose. Dude, I don't know, whatever. But um, yeah, I, I think for the message to be relayed effectively, it is important. So I'm I'm really happy that you guys do do that and that you guys don't stick with a, a particular sound just mm -hmm. to say because. I know some bands do that to kind of stand out and have a trademark, mm. but for me, when you guys do shift from sound to sound to match with the, the message of the song, it tells me that you guys care more about the message than just the band strictly, which mm. is, I think, very commendable and noble. Mm. So Thank you. I really, yeah. yeah, I really admire that about you guys. All right, so 
that's your music now. But another part of I know today's episode was really about showcasing you guys and having your your story told. But another nugget I want to pull out of this is inspiration and advice for people like you that might not be as far along as you guys. So other people out there who are very passionate about worship music that, or just music in general that haven't gotten to the, the levels that you have gotten to, let's, let's help them out a little bit. Let's give them some advice. So um, and any advice that you guys have for people kind of starting out who have that passion and drive to do, want to do music but aren't really there yet? Yeah. So one thing uh, that actually Jason Jong uh, told me, uh, and, and I think it's true in everything in life. And I hear it from like actors who've really made it. And when they say that or writers, uh, they'll just say like, start. Mm. And, uh, what Jason told me was it requires you to make a hundred bad songs for you to make one okay song Mm. and then a hundred okay songs to make one good song and a hundred good songs for you to make one great song. Wow. And I kind of alluded to it earlier, but there are so many songs that people will never hear. Uh Like people will never hear some of the songs that I wrote, you know, in like high school, just in like my bedroom Mm. because they are trash. (laughs) Uh, But the thing is, it's one of those things where you just steward it. Mm. Um, And it's kind of like paying your dues. It's Mm. like, you know, uh, I graduated college. I should be in this director role. Like, no, like mm. start here, become a manager, be- you know, and like work your way up, like put your dues in. Mm. Um, and so if I could give advice to anybody in anything creative, um, whether it's like art or like music, writing, like anything, it's like just start. And every time that you put out something and you're like, this is trash, mm just know that's one step closer to the good thing like that's the dues you pay wow yeah um yeah cause man there's so much crap <laughs> yeah I, to piggyback off of that I would say the way, the way I would put it was to do the things you want to do you have to do the things you have to do mm. and that looks like a lot like working that job that doesn't <laughs> seem like a dream and I think for a lot of us we're stuck in this tension between American dream versus reality I don't mm. know uh-huh. I don't know what else to call it. Right. Um, because being any sort of hobby is not cheap, mm. and especially music. So a tip I would say is save your money. <laughs> um, <laughs> because it is very expensive. Anything mm. from an instrument to uh, professional audio recording gear. Um, so you're saying if you have that passion for music, even if you have to take that job you hate, you take it so that you can excel your music passion right is that kind of what you're saying i think it's a vehicle okay and i don't think that i don't think it means you have to hate that job i think me philosophically i think that you can find joy in anything i think it's just a heart posture of gratitude Mm -hmm. because um i think if we look at our passion and this is not to like go deep but i think we have a lot to be thankful for regardless if we see it or not like because i think our parents had way worse a way better uh way harder um like worst hand dealt to them than to us right and so because we're, we're all children of immigrant parents exactly yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. um and so we could use that to our advantage mm-hmm. and say like you know um 
because I think we also, for me, one of the big things is too is like as a, as Asian Americans, I think as a second gen, we get to be the first to establish our identity in mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. And I think while our parents came here, we get we have that responsibility as well to right. to to say, hey, this is the Asian American voice. This is what matters to us, and this is how we're gonna go about it. And I I don't think we can we can do we can definitely do that, but. I feel like a lot of people think that you have to do one thing at, when it comes to like occupation. Mm-hmm. Like, but I think, I mean, for me personally, as much as I would love to do this full time, the reality is like, I want a family and all these other things. Right. So I still have to do those and like shoot for those things too. So, yeah. Um, and I, I mean, tip wise, I think another thing too is like, it's always more fun with friends. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, and especially the reason I say that is too because maybe Ben. And Stella and Payday are probably the most talented, but individually, <laughs> individually, we are not great. Like, mm. if you took us apart and asked us to be anywhere, uh, and it was only one of us, it would be terrible. Um, <laughs> but I think, like, having family, like, because we're not just a band, like, we actually speak into each other's lives and encourage and, mm. you know, mm. tell what to do and what not to do to one mm. another and like a group family group that you can be really raw and organic with right. like we are pretty I think we're really harsh and we don't really hold anything <laughs> else back from each other but it's for our betterment uh-huh. and I think especially if you're creative you kind of need that because if you can't forge your I guess your identity in the music you'll always kind of see it from your perspective mm. and um, yeah that's that's one of those things I would say too yeah. um, so, so you guys are friends slash family before you guys are bandmates right for sure. Yeah, so that I mean, and that helps with the music creation and all that. So that's a good chemistry nugget to pull out. In general. All right, yeah. chemistry, yeah. Chemistry. yeah. Anything else? A small, small, small technical thing. Uh-huh. If you were a musician and you want to get better, practice with click. Mm. A lot of people don't do don't do that. And I think it's becoming more prevalent now in Atlanta. Um but yeah like we got significantly better when we all started playing at four points uh-huh. because we started doing that okay. um, so that's a really really small thing it's just take a metronome uh-huh. and just see if you could play to the metro especially if you're on drums uh, if you're on like a bass like that's Any rhythm section yeah, yeah. like so many people can't stay on click and it's one of the most fundamental things mm-hmm. and then uh, just like that on the music side so that's the rhythm side on the music side uh, there are a lot of instrumentalists out there there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who play guitar uh, but then there are musicians and the difference is like do you spend the time to understand music mm-hmm. uh, and so theory you don't need to go full like deep theory like I, I'm a music nerd in the sense of like I love that stuff so I, when I listen to soundtracks I'm like, oh, how do they modulate this? And, mm. But just even Nashville numbers. And so these are like the two 101 music things. If you're in rhythm, play with a metronome. If you're like playing anything at all. And then if you're singing like at a, in a worship team, mm-hmm. I made everybody learn Nashville numbers. I made Ben <laughs> learn Nashville numbers mm-hmm. and he plays drums. He'll never play a chord on a, on a drum set ever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I make him learn all that uh-huh. uh, because then you can understand what 
everyone's doing. You, you're playing music. It's a communal thing. Uh-huh. I can feel the fifth go into the sixth. I feel like something's resolving. I can meet that with the drums. Mm. Uh, I know as a musician that if I swap out the one and the six because I can do that, I can I can add this color and I can sing a different note. Um, and, you know, a lot of times you see guitarists and they're like, hey, I can play this John Mayer song. And then you're like, hey, let's jam. Mm. And they can't. Mm. Because all they learned was how to play certain strings in a specific order. Right. And they didn't learn, here's music. Mm. And so... Or they just learned the song. Yeah, they just... Right, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, they they learn the song and then they're literally there so that they can play like in a cover band at a bar or something. Mm. Like that's the extent of their musicianship. Mm. Uh, But if you want to be like a... like grow in music um those are two very very fundamental like scales could probably go in there but Mm -hmm. like those are the fundamental things to just being a musician right um so if you're like hey i really want to do this thing and uh you're like where where should i start if you're playing drums just try playing with click if you're playing like guitar is, or anything. Is Click a software or... Oh, no, anything. It, uh, it's, there's a metronome. Metronome. Like, it's a metronome? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, I actually use an app. What's it called? Metronome? I, yeah, Metronome. Uh-huh. And I'll literally just go in there. You can always look up the BPM for any song. Uh-huh. So, uh, this song is at 76. Mm-hmm. And then just try to play with the Click the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And if you've never done it, chances are you won't be able to do it well. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and you mentioned Nashville numbers? Is yeah. That- so every chord is, I'm not going to go too deep into it. Yeah, yeah, every yeah. chord is made up of triads. And basically, uh, because of that, you can always tell that in a scale, there's eight notes, do and do, or mm-hmm. one and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are major. Four and five are major. Two, three, and six are always minor. And then the seventh is always d- diminished. This is going way too deep. <laughs> but if you learn what notes are in a chord, then you can start swapping out things. Gotcha. And you can start doing interesting things with chords as opposed to GCDC. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. And you can basically play anything once you like hear it. Mm. Right. I know right. I've personally struggled with it for the longest time. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you hearing? I don't get it. <laughs> but once you practice it, you'll you'll learn to like, you know, play basically anything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I like the technical stuff too because... Some people just don't know where to start, even yeah. though they have the passion for it. So those are really good tips. I, I like that. Anything else? I think uh, piggyback mm-hmm. backing off of Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there's a rule called the ten thousand hour rule. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm a firm believer by that, mm. and uh, yeah, you just got to put your ten thousand hours in. So the, the theory is that if you put 10,000 hours in any craft, anything, then you can become an expert, right? Yeah. Okay. 10,000 yeah. hours, I, I like that. Yeah. A lot um, of hours. <laughs> I mean, years? <laughs> oh, is it? I don't even know. I don't even know the math. You guys yeah. keep talking. I'll, let me calculate that. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, every day if, if you want to, whether it's creating or you just want to get better at anything, uh, you have to, in my opinion, tackle it as much as you can. Mm. And, um, you know, like we're all working full-time jobs, but, uh, you know, even if it's just like, I have a drum set at my house, even if it's just like grabbing a drumstick before I leave for work and just hitting it one time, like mm-hmm. 
that will be enough for me. <laughs> like, I think, you know, anyone will be able to agree, like, if you walk away from something mm-hmm. and you come back to it, if for uh, a period of time, it's, uh, you kind of lose. You have, like, cobwebs on you. Right, it's right. a little rusty. So, um, yeah, you can't, don't expect, um, like, masterfulness mm. um, when you first start something. Yeah. Um, it's got to start from somewhere and don't get discouraged um, if it doesn't sound right. good or if it doesn't feel right. Just keep pushing through it. Yeah. And that's kind of what Jonathan was talking about earlier. Every bad song is a step to that next good song. So, yeah. I like that. By the way, 10,000 Hours is a little over a year, but that's straight... So imagine doing something without sleeping, without going to the bathroom for a year straight, and then you can you can be an expert. Okay, so um, I I kind of warned you guys before. So this whole interview, I I I did give you guys the questions beforehand. I kind of want to ask some questions off the cuff. So if you guys need some time to think about it, feel free to do so. But I want to just ask some personal questions about you guys. First question I want to ask is, if you were stranded on an island and you could only bring one other member of Zealand with you, who would it be? <laughs> oh, gee. I'd buy Zizi. I'm taking it? Daniel Pei. Daniel? The wow. guy is a woodmaster. That's oh. true. He can do anything. That's true. He will kill a boar with his bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Pei all the way. Oh, wow. I, I agree. <laughs> Daniel Pei? Is it Daniel Pei for everybody? Oh. I honestly don't know. Mm. I, I definitely think if Daniel did come, he you would have like shelter the first night. Oh, like he would build something. Hmm. Yeah, it might show be our Daniel. character. <laughs> <laughs> still, still thinking. Honestly, I don't think I can pick. Oh yeah, yeah is I that because know. everyone is horrible, or is it because <laughs> you love everyone? Too? <laughs> We're basically, basically saying like Daniel Pay, he can build like a shelter, blah blah blah. He's really oh. good with his hands, uh-huh. work work. I mean. As the only female, mm. I feel like I myself am really good with like building. Well, obviously they don't know because they don't know, you know <laughs> what I do behind closed doors. But I'm really, I like I make a lot of I make a lot of home decor things like oh, okay. DIY things. Um, so I think oh. when it comes to like, <laughs> I mean. Stella does I don't know how to describe it. I, I basically can't choose. So Stella's saying I'm going to be like fine by myself. I don't need any of you guys. I want to change my answer, actually. I changed it still. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, then, th- another question. If you were going to meet the president, well, a president, it doesn't, have to be the, it doesn't have to be the current president, but someone that you respect highly, if you were going to meet that person and you wanted someone to come with you from Zealand to kind of represent yourself the best way that you can, who would that be? I'd bring Junie. Junie? I'd bring Ben. Ben, okay, I'd okay. I'd bring Junie. Junie. So, Jonathan, why would you bring Junie? I think Junie's actually one of the most eloquent people. Uh, mm. He puts a lot of thought into his words, and I think he carries something very deep within him uh, that it wouldn't be so much that I, like, the, the way you act, ask the question is probably like oh here I brought a friend Yeah. but in my mind uh, when I think of Chuni and we would go talk to someone in that kind of authority uh, I feel like Chuni has the influence and impact to actually be able to speak into that authority like that's probably crazy probably 
beyond what you were asking. No, no, no. I like that. But I like I, that. I genuinely think, like, if I was going to meet the president or a president, um, I would definitely bring Trudy because I think he would. He yeah. has the confidence and everything. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I changed my answer. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I want you to. Why would you choose Trudy? I yeah, I think Trudy is. He, he embraces it to his whole being, mm. and, um, yeah, he's never one to flutter. Like hmm. he's like strict to like yeah what, what he believes in mm-hmm. in his heart and yeah. You guys are so nice. <laughs> I thought they were gonna say because I have nice suits. Suits are very nice. This is Stella. Why would you? Why would I mean, you I knew that they were gonna pick Jimmy. Okay. But Ben is also really good at expressing and like explaining mm. how he explained what Zealand means. Right. Like, gotta give him props too but um yeah I picked Ben because I think you know Ben Ben is Ben yeah <laughs> and I feel like Ben has very like like the soft, way he speaks yeah. too it's like comforting it's almost like yeah warm. like soothing yeah and, like he can get serious when he needs to mm. And, and Chuni, you haven't heard your answer yet. I'd probably pick Jonathan. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I think because Jonathan is very good at uh, networking and connecting with people. Mm. And so for him, he's actually, like, one of those people, he doesn't really show partiality. He's very, like, whether, like, from the famous to the faceless. And, like, he'll be, like, the most loving person mm. ever. And he knows how to connect with you and, like, find the things that you care about. And I think that... Like, if we were in that environment, I don't know why we would ever be advising. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I think he'd be, like, somebody, like, a cool friend to break. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Awesome. Okay, so last question. You wake up on a Saturday morning. You have nothing planned, nothing to do. If, you have, if you're married, your, your wife or husband is gone. You're by yourself, and you're bored. And you have members of Zealand. Who would you call first? To hang out? To hang out, to talk to, whatever. To alleviate your boredom on that Saturday morning. Huh. It depends on what I felt like doing. Hmm. If it was something outdoors, probably Ben. Hmm. <laughs> we went spelunking one time with Judy. <laughs> I will I never do outdoor things with Judy. <laughs> okay. Uh, like going into a cave. Wait, wait. Uh, isn't there an interesting story about spelunking with Ben? <laughs> oh, yeah. Ben can, almost died. Can you tell that story? Uh, we were in the middle of a cave, and there was one part where the ledge was really, really, really short, and then it, like, went down this, like, I guess a ramp, and then it literally falls off into a cliff into the abyss. abyss. Yeah. Yeah, like, no joke. Uh-huh. And so it's so short that they have rope, and mm-hmm. so we're, like, bodies to the wall, holding rope, shimming across this really, really small ledge. Mm-hmm. And our pastor at the time. <laughs> no joke. No names. No joke. <laughs> oh, you know who you are. <laughs> I hope you hear this. <laughs> I, I hope, uh, our pastor at the time, like Ben slipped uh-huh. and started like sliding down into the abyss oh and reached out to our pastor. And our pastor literally like scooted away. <laughs> As to, like, not fall in with him. <laughs> and Ben almost died. Wow. We are lucky to have Ben with us today. <laughs> so ridiculous. 
Okay, so outdoorsy <laughs> stuff you would take Ben. Yeah, like if we're hitting, like shooting the hooch or something, mm-hmm. probably Ben mm-hmm. or Stella. I think Stella likes outdoor stuff like fishing or something like that. Fishing, um, golf, whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then for like Chuni, for Chuni, it would probably be like let's grab some coffee and have some deep talks. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. And then, but I feel like we can all do that with one another. That's why I have to pick one person. Yeah, yeah. Mm. like it's just different. Or like we used to play Destiny all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, we all love going to the movies. Oh okay. yeah. yeah, I love movies. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't pick one. The only one I, would, I guess I would say Daniel pick because he needs to get out more. <laughs> <laughs> As evidenced by today, because yeah. he's not here. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, me too. I think it just depends on the situation. Um, yeah, it's just like hanging out with everybody. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I like that because you guys have history. You guys know each other. So depending on what you want to do, I guess you have specifics on who you would take. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, ideally, you guys would all just hang out together, right? In the, yeah, yeah, I try to. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, since Junie and I live pretty close in mm. approximation, we'll just... Actually, you're right. Like, we'll just grab dinner sometimes. And or like have deep talks. Yeah. 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 Awesome. All right, guys. I, I know I, I sprung those questions on you guys without warning you. But, so thank you. Thank you for... Uh, what's, what's the word? Humoring me? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, guys. Uh, is there anything else you want... The listeners to know about you guys in Zealand that I might have missed I would say believe in yourself um, a lot of times I felt like I was too scared to do something so I wouldn't do it mm-hmm. but then I would miss out on a lot of opportunities and growth mm-hmm. so I'd say like even if you're scared just do it just go for it mm-hmm. just take a leap of faith and I would say, like, don't give up because yeah. you never know what's going to happen in the future. And yeah. So. I really believe in that. Even for me with this podcast, I just started it. I, I don't think anyone was, <laughs> I don't think anyone said, oh, I really hope David starts a podcast. Like, there was no demand for it, but I just wanted to do it. So I just started it. And, um, and I'm just trying to be consistent with it. So, and it's been a, I mean, I don't know about listenership, but for me personally, it's been really fulfilling for me and I've been having a lot of fun with it. So mm-hmm. even if even if I only have a few people who listen, I think it's it's been worth it for me at least. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Just I actually have a question for you. Yeah. yeah. So like I listened to your episode about passion uh-huh. with Connor Chang. Yeah. Um, and you were saying like you didn't have a passion. I'm like, this guy's writing like two books and like, does a <laughs> podcast. So what did you mean by that? No, so with, with I think I'm still searching. I think I have a creative thirst that I'm trying to quench. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that I was, I actually, my dream was to go to art school in high school. I took a lot of art classes and I applied to a lot of art schools, but my immigrant family uh, kind of squashed that (laughs) and said, go to engineering school. Yeah. Um, So I think, and with art, like the visual drawing aspect and painting of art, I've lost a lot of that. Um, because I have I haven't touched it for so long, like Ben, you were alluding to earlier. So I think there's still something I'm searching for. I, I really enjoy writing. I really enjoy the podcast, but I don't know if I can confidently say as of yet that those are my passions. They are definitely things I enjoy, and I want to keep doing them. 
but really landing on a passion that I can own and wholly say is, yeah, that's my passion. Yeah. I, I think I'm still searching. Yeah. That's what I meant by I don't have passion. And he draws like super well. Like he says mm-hmm. cobwebs and what dude. Yeah. Freaking fire. Is it cobwebs? Yeah, yeah, for like not touching her for a long time. But yeah. freaking fire. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But back to you guys. <laughs> Anything else I might have missed? Oh uh, yes, uh Jim Lee is right about everything on Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. You know so with with the Avengers one, I I I hope people don't get the wrong idea I really love the Avengers Jonathan I know, you know yeah. you really like the Avengers oh yeah, yeah absolutely sure. yeah. Yeah. 100% yeah I just wanted to because I, I like talking about things holistically I don't want to just stick to what's good I want to challenge ideas yeah. a lot of that is what I do on this podcast so that's what I was doing with Jim <laughs> and, and with Jim I just I just like arguing with him yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess so we're still in the process of putting songs out right now mm-hmm. um, we our goal was to try every two to three months to put out a different song okay um, so hopefully we have something coming out September October time-ish um, I don't know so this one will be about the prodigal son that's all I can say right now Ooh, but, um, I like and it. I think that's a story a lot of people can relate to uh. whether they see it or not um, mm. and yeah, it's gonna be fun and really cool vibes. Yeah. Um, different vibes for sure. Yeah, is is it a different sound from, oh, from yeah. the first? 100%. Two? Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh wow, looking forward. And to that's it. the fun part. Like, yeah. I think what's awesome about being creative is the sense of discovery mm. is the potential is infinite, potentially I guess. Because mm. like, there's always something new to hear or to write. And um, I don't know who said this, but like the cool thing about like music is like the canvas is silence like you get to paint something mm. from nothing like literally just as if you were painting something on a blank sheet of paper or whatever mm. and so um yeah we're really excited about that one um it's a little bit more upbeat mm. and uh yeah it's gonna be super cool yeah awesome that's what's Ooh. on the radar hey man thanks thanks for that little teaser i love it i'm looking really forward to it all right well thank you guys for being here i, yeah. I really really thank enjoyed you. this conversation yeah Thank, Thank you, man. Oh, no. Thank you, man. Yeah. So, guys, if, if you listened and you want to find out more about Zealand, please search them on Spotify, Apple Music. Are there any other platforms? Uh, YouTube. Instagram. Instagram? Yeah, oh, follow inst- us on Instagram. Instagram. It's Z-L-N-D. So look, look, look that up on all the different platforms. Listen to their music. It's so good. Listen to In This Moment with earphones. That would be <laughs> Totally different experience. Um, if you guys are curious about anything that they talked about today, you, I'm sure they're open to you guys reaching out directly on their <laughs> Instagram. Um, but if you want to reach out to me at IHTHT podcast, that's I hope they hear this abbreviated podcast at gmail.com. Anything you want uh, addressed to them, I, I will make sure that they get the message. Or you can go to my Instagram page, which is just I hope they hear this. There will be a post associated with this episode so that you can leave comments on, and if you, if you want to get connected to them uh, and, and reach out to them you can do it through there as well so like I said guys uh, thank you so much for, for speaking on this I think it's really awesome you guys are unique in that you guys we are all Asian Americans mm-hmm. and we have a unique voice that's been silenced for such a long time but the fact that you guys are pouring your heart out into becoming and, and becoming a I guess representative and, and pioneer in this kind of space for the people in our area. I think it's very commendable, noble. Thank you. Yeah. yeah so, thank you. So, thank and you guys just too, you guys just make good music, and that's <laughs> that's just awesome. If you guys were doing this and, and the 
and the music was kind of whatever, it would still be noble. But the fact that you guys <laughs> inject excellence into everything that you do, I think just adds another level. So mm-hmm. I thank you guys so much for, for being who you are, for being Zealand. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. hope y'all hear this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.